Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven and know that they are making a positive impact on the world. Now let's get into the episode. Today, I'm interviewing Nikki Tiedemann, founder of Slow Coaching Co and a mindfulness slow life coach, meditation and yoga teacher who works with successful professionals and solopreneurs. Nikki began her career in the travel industry before pivoting into her own coaching business. Now, let's get into the interview. Nikki, thank you so much for being on the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am um, I'm thrilled to be chatting to you <laughs> today. Fantastic. So, Nikki, tell us about your Career Pivot. Where did you come from and where are you now? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to share. So, I um, worked for 11 years almost <laughs> um, in the travel industry. And um, when I started, it was absolutely my dream job. I got to talk about travel, which is something that I'm super passionate about and that I absolutely love um, all day long. Uh, and as I progressed up the career path um, and the ladder, I um, finished up as an area sales manager. So my role was basically looking after about 100 people and about 20 retail stores um, and essentially getting them to sell more travel. Um, although towards the end of my career, I had this um, I had this idea in my head that, you know, by the time I reached this uh, level, it would be so much better, things would be great. And I suppose you have an idea in your head of what a certain role is going to look like. But to be honest, I probably spent about three years um, of that time just not loving the role and not loving where I was at. Uh, and there came a couple of points um, and sort of catalysts that happened along the way where I was like, this is actually not for me anymore. Um, but I guess I felt quite uh, trapped and maybe kind of well, really fearful of, of making a move. Um, and of pivoting and changing my career entirely when you've been with an organization for such an extended period of time kind of becomes an extension of who you are but um, what actually ended up I suppose being the nudge from the universe that I needed was I went on mat leave and then COVID hit um, and so I was um, I was I guess it gave me the courage to take the steps that I'd always wanted to take and now I um, have started my business Slow Coaching Co and I am a mindfulness uh, slow life coach I like to call myself and basically I help people who are busy, burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed um, I help them to slow down, find balance in life and really come back to who they are, who their true self is. Um, so whether they move in through life transitions or are just sort of feeling a bit stuck in that uh, hamster wheel of productivity, I help them slow down and um, live a more purposeful life. I feel like that's very needed at the moment. <laughs> 
particularly. Oh my yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I loved all of what you said. Um, a couple of things that stood out for me was like, you know, getting into that kind of what we'd call the dream job and then being like, nah, <laughs> it <Yeah>. actually isn't. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that's happened to me a few times as well, where I think that we romanticize a certain career or the way things are. And then we get in there and then it's like, actually, no, I'm not willing, like, you know, the trade-off isn't worth it. Like I'm not willing to put up with the, you know, what um, uh, Liz Gilbert calls the shit sandwich. <laughs> Yeah. Like that everything has a shit sandwich. It's just like, which one are you willing to eat? <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, and like, what are you willing to put up with? And so like, yeah, often it's like that dream job. Yeah, there is that romantic, like awesome, like element of it. But then we get in there and then we're like, actually the trade-off is just, is too much. Um, and I've spoken with like, you know, a lot of people on this podcast, but also with my clients as well, but it's like, you know, lawyers um, and, you know, like lots of people working in corporate that just like, it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, here and now I'm not that excited about it, but once you've studied and once you've, or like, you know, once you've worked your way up in that field, it can be so tricky to move. So tell us, how did you get the courage, I guess, um, to, to completely change and to launch your coaching business, you know, after being, I guess, employed? Well, you know what? It's, um, it, it wasn't a instant thing for me at all. It was a slow burn. So as I mentioned before, there were a few kind of moments where I woke up one day and I was just crying my eyes out and I was, I, I don't really cry that much. So I was, I was like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, something's, something's not, not okay. So I sort of took a I spoke to my colleague and he was like, you just need to take a mental health day. Like just take the day off, you know, but there were things like that. I remember having an awful meeting with um, a leader of mine and I I walked out and I just sort of realized that I wasn't in the right place. And I think I knew, in fact, it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day. And as soon as I stepped into this role that I sort of, you know, as you say, romantic, Romanticized? Is that the word? Gosh, I think so. Words are escaping me this morning. Um, You know, once I stepped into that role, I remember going to a lunch um, with a bunch of senior leaders, and I met somebody, and she was like, "I used to be an area sales manager. Oh, it was the most terrible job ever." And she said, "And I was like, oh, I was a bit taken aback. I was like, I'm just about to start this role. Like, gosh." Um, And so she sort of shared a few things with me as to why she didn't like the role. And I was like, Oh, and I think I kind of was like, Oh my gosh, I hope that's not me. Oh, what if it is me? Oh God, that sounds terrible type thing. But I sort of just suppressed all of these feelings. So back to your question, there were a couple of things that had happened along the way that were like triggers for me, but I kind of kept going, no, I've worked so hard, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, there were some triggers along the way that um, were, I suppose, making me think that this was maybe not the right place for me. Um, But to be honest, it took me a long time to actually pluck up the courage to do anything. And um, that's not probably the right way to go about it if I was to be giving people advice. But it was how my story panned out. So um, I remember after this really terrible meeting with a leader of mine, I was like, okay, this is affecting my mental health and it's not good for me anymore. So 
I need to do something. And the first thing that I did was I spoke to a mentor of mine and I was like, this is where I'm at. Um, And I needed to kind of come up with a plan. And her advice to me at the time was, whatever your end goal is, whatever you want, that is what you need to take action towards. And so my kind of plan of action was I would move out of the role that I was in. I would take a different, I would like look for a different role within the business. And then eventually I'd sort of like, you know, move myself out. Like that was kind of, or, or I thought maybe taking a different direction within the organization that I was in might actually renew my sense of, I suppose, um, excitement and passion for the industry because it was originally when I first started, it was a dream job and a great industry to be in. Um, And so what I did was I took that advice and I stayed within my role and I decided to do something for me that I was interested in, um, almost like dipping my toe in the water and sort of going, well, let me just see what this is like. Because I suppose when you've been in in an organization and in an industry for such a long time, you don't really know what else is out there. Well, I didn't. I didn't know what else was out there. Um, And everything felt scary. And I you know, felt like I didn't really, I wasn't um, confident in my abilities and my skill set, you know, to go into a completely different space. So what I did was I signed up to do my yoga teacher trainers course. And I was like, I'm just going to do this because I love yoga. It's going to deepen my practice. I don't know if I want to be a yoga teacher, but what drew me to that um, to doing that was obviously I practice yoga regularly and I just love the community and the people and you know the wellness space and so I was like I'm just gonna dabble and dip my toe in and sort of see you know what this what doors this opens up and I knew as soon as I started doing my um, course and interacting with this amazing community that I needed to be in a space where I guess I was surrounded by similar and like-minded people. Um, But from there, again, it took me a long time to, well, what ended up actually happening. And and I sort of say that when you put things out to the universe, she takes care of you. You've just got to be open to the um, things that come your way. But then what ended up happening was I felt, I actually fell pregnant, which was sort of planned, but not, you know, obviously never to the letter. Um, And so it made sense then for me to, um, stay in my role to take advantage of maternity leave and that also gave me the space to be able to when I was on maternity leave not be in my role surrounded by you know people in my organization surrounded by you know um I just you know I wasn't in it anymore so I had the space to then go okay what does what do the next steps look like and which direction do I want to go so COVID was sort of a a silver lining blessing in disguise in terms of I ended up being made redundant but my plan you know despite COVID was always to move out Um, and that's when I decided to do my life coaching uh, certification and from there I was like okay yoga life coaching it's going to become a business um, and I have a solid plan in place. So (laughs) <laughs> that's a really long-winded way of saying um, I was really scared um, it took me a really long time I stayed in uh, organization at a role for way longer than I should have um, but you know it was the process of I suppose just kind of 
gaining, regaining my confidence and working out what to do next. Because, you know, when you start a business, it's really scary. Oh my gosh. I saw so much of myself and my story in your story as well. Um, But I mean, gosh, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Um, I think, look, I think that is, that is, you know, the universe often will give us that nudge, right? In, in the direction that we really need to go in. And particularly when we're resisting it for a really, really long time. Um, and like for you, it was like that catalyst was like COVID where, you know, you were made redundant anyway. And so it was like, okay, now's your time. Yes, <laughs> you know, now. <laughs> I was like, if I don't take this major sign. <laughs> yeah. And yeah you know, then it's my own fault if I'm stuck in a job that I hate for the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's like, we can stay in our jobs for years and years and years. I, I literally like no joke. I did businesses on the side for seven years while I was in corporate. (laughs) So I like, I literally just like, I was always working, always on. I really wanted to have my own business but yeah like you know like what you were saying it was really scary and I think that for me like the timing is always perfect for for you right like even if it feels like it's taking way too long the timing actually is always divine almost because there were so many things that like I learned um while in those seven years while I was building my business on the side that potentially I wouldn't have been able to create a successful business without having that skill and knowledge and confidence. And so, because like, I think like what you were saying, when, you know, you had that toxic kind of work environment and you lost a lot of confidence and then you had to like regain your mental health. Um, and I had, I like had that, you know, a few times in my career, quite a few times actually. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was like taking other roles that weren't necessarily as senior while you recover from that mind effing (laughs) without actually swearing um and like developing and like but that's how you develop the resilience and the confidence in yourself it's by going through that and then coming out the other side of it yeah absolutely I um the the thing for me was that I got into the travel industry because I used to work in sales and um I was after that role I was kind of like what what am I going to do next and I was like well you know, I love traveling and I get to sell travel. So it was kind of like a match made in heaven. And that has been, and, and I was like, so this is obviously going to be fun. And so whenever I made any kind of choice around a job or a role, it was always like, is it going to be fun? Like what's going to be the most fun thing? What do I love doing? And so that whole idea of like, you know, doing things that I love that light me up, that I'm passionate about had, had always been the driver for me throughout my entire working life and suddenly I got to this place where I was like this is not fun anymore and I'm not surrounded by good people and to be honest I didn't realize at the time that I was completely burnt out like I was just you know just super stressed all the time so busy like you know overworked and I didn't know that at the time so if I just leapt into something else um with that state of mind without even knowing like unknowingly being so burnt out it would have been an absolute disaster and so it's actually 
um, been so great for me to have that insight now as a coach where I often talk to people who are making career transitions similar to you Beck or you know who are have formed an identity around you know their job and you know who and that you know because it's because our work is so heavily intertwined into our lives they become you know who they are at work and so I am always saying to people recognize the signs now and do things for yourself that light you up it doesn't need to be a significant like I can't get to completely leave my job because that's scary and at the end of the day for me I felt trapped because I have a mortgage <laughs> you know I um like we have a car we have a dog you know we have commitments and so walking away from a a good wage and a and that security was was too risky for me at the time so I feel very fortunate that I was almost forced the space that you know maternity leave gave me um but I recognize also that that's not always possible and available to people not everyone's just gonna go off and have a baby and you know take six months off or a year off um but maybe that looks like long service leave but again maybe you don't have long service leave or you you don't have the ability to just take time off so it's like how do you create that space within your day-to-day world and your day-to-day um, existence so that you can actually kind of work out like what do I value what am I really passionate about and if I'm going to make a change um, and pivot my career how do I go about doing that in the best state of mind possible. You know, now that I'm in my business, I often, you know, think to myself, God, I could have done this, you know, while I was, um, yeah, you look, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to look back and go ifs, buts, maybes. Um, There's a a great saying that I heard the other day, which uh, was that, you know, you don't need to see uh, the top of the staircase to take the first step. And I was like, if I have a tendency to kind of want things to be perfect. And so I procrastinate heaps and then I end up like not, you know, doing anything. And my coach said to me the other day, she was like, once you take action, once you take the first step, then the rest of the steps present themselves, you know, you've just got to start and you've just got to do things. um, And then other things and opportunities present present themselves and so I guess whether you're starting while you're in your role and you're planning and you're taking those steps or whether you do get pushed by the universe and then you'll you find yourself you know where you're at it's it's all part of your I hate the word journey but it is it's all part of your journey and it's all part of your story totally and I think that like there are always the lessons that you need to learn like so if you are you know forced into a position where you are like, you know, let's say like you're made redundant or something like that, um, or you leave because just because, you you know, of mental health reasons, because you need to get out of that environment or you need to escape from burnout. Um, the lessons in there are often about like surrender and trust. Like that was certainly it for me. I think that I was like, you know, controlling so much when I was in my career and I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, do, like doing all these things. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like I know exactly the outcomes. Like I've, you know, tested this and that. And like, I, there was so much that I could control. And then when I kind of stepped out and into my own business, I was like, oh my God, there's there's a lot of things that you can still control, but there's a lot that you can't. And it's a whole big learning curve. And I think going from something that you're at the top of your field to, just kind of almost like starting again, um, it was a process of surrender and just trusting that I like I was on the right path to start with. And you get little signs. It's like, 
you know, towards whatever it is that you're pivoting to. Like you get little signs from the universe that tell you you're on the right path. It's like you get, you know, that really amazing client Um, or like, you know, you get the opportunity to be on a podcast or, you know, you get like there's little signs that kind of like propel you along the way. Um, And I think that the more you can kind of like surrender into that and like continue taking action towards what it is that you want to do, like those are kind of the, the, those were the biggest lessons for me, I think. Oh my goodness. I have loved our chat so much. So I think you, I think we pretty much organically covered like most of the questions (laughs) that were on my list, like just through our conversation. And I feel like you and I could just chat all day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know. I feel like I can't answer any question in less than like 400 words. (laughs) No, it's great though. Like I'm, you know, I'm just soaking it all in and I, uh, you know, a lot of your story resonates so much for me as well. So, and I think that they will, that it will for listeners as well, who might be, you know, a lot of people have been impacted by COVID particularly. Um, Most of us know what a toxic workplace feels like and it can really suck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're, if you're in that right now, like know that, you know, we feel you like we, you know, we really understand what that feels like. And if you are in that place, it's like, fine, try and see if you can find the pockets of joy, Um, try and create better boundaries around your workplace so that you're not, you know, spending all your time there, <laughs> um, yeah. or do, you know, or on it Um, and start to like, kind of, you know, pursue the things that actually make you feel good. Cause that is the that's the best place to come from if you're in that toxic kind of environment or if you're in burnout, just give yourself a break. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think if I can just add on that point that I felt like I was the only person in the world that was in a role where I should have been happy. And, you know, it's all the the should, shoulds that, that plague us. Right. And I was like, Oh my gosh, why am I not happy? I've worked so hard, you know? Um, And that was such a big um, uh, roadblock for me because I had to get over my my fears and myself before I could take action. So if you're in that space right now, like just know that it's really hard, like especially if you've been you've worked really hard and you've been with an organization for a really long time. You you I've mentioned it before, but your job becomes like part of you who you are. And so to make a change or to pivot or to or to take a step is so goddamn scary. Like it's so hard so it's just about I guess taking one step as as you said Beck is taking one step and 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 once you take one step it makes it easier to take another step and then take another step and it doesn't need to be an instant like my my change took me three years you know it doesn't need to be instant it can be gradual it can just be dabbling right it can be learning a you know it could be doing a course on something or taking a master class or you know, learning and reading about things that, you know, interest you and light you up so that you can kind of forge the pathway for yourself. Yes. You know, and get a coach. Supposed to get, a, get, support. get a coach. Yes. <laughs> That's my <laughs> I, number one tip. Get a mentor yeah. coach. Yeah. Cause I think like mentors are great. Right. And I had mentors when I was in corporate, but often they're there for the organization or um like basically if if you have a mentor like that's unpaid there's just less commitment whereas when you've got the energetic exchange of money there's a huge level of commitment on both sides um and a coach is obviously a professional that has been trained to um support you in the space that you need um when i was making my career transition i don't think i would have been able to do it without 
the coach that I worked with for a couple of years actually um, in doing it and she supported me to, yeah, to, to get out of that job and to, um, to create my business as well. So definitely get support if you need it. But, you know, if, if you can't afford to invest in coaching right now or, or you're not ready, then, yeah, like Nikki was saying, you know, surround yourself with things that you do enjoy doing, listen to podcasts, read books, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and on that note, Nikki, what is one book that's made a massive positive impact in your career? Um, do you know what? What actually made a huge difference to me and was kind of, a, um, you know, a... Uh, what's the word, like a penny drop moment. Um, I attended a conference and I was listening to a keynote by the amazing Lane Beachley. And I just, uh, she's just such a legend. Um, the best speaker. I've listened to her a bunch of times. And she said this thing, and this was what kind of made um, me go, all right, okay, uh, okay, I've got to do something here. And it was that dis- dissatisfaction is the precursor to change. And so the quicker you can realize how uncomfortable and how miserable <laughs> you are, the quicker you can make change, right? Because it, it's we've got to get to that point where we just like almost rock bottom where we, you know, for me it was a horrible, horrible meeting with a leader of mine where I just felt like honestly like I was like the scum of the earth and I was this is not okay you know or waking up in the morning like bawling my eyes out right like when you when you don't cry that's a very much that's a very strange thing right um and so yeah she said that and I remember jotting it down on a um on a napkin and I like stuck it in a diary or something. And I found that the other day once I'd started my business and I was like, Oh my God, that was, that was one of the things that was what, that was one of the universe signs. Um, so yeah, that's uh, you know, that talk by Lane was definitely something that had a major impact on me. Um, but since um, I have started my business, I'm like an avid reader now. And some of the books that have had huge impacts for me and would be useful if you are thinking about making a change in your career one is raw beauty by kevin nekvapil um who is um, a coach of mine who i adore and she talks about a, such a well-rounded approach to um the things that you know are really impactful in our lives and a lot of um what she talks about in that book is about purpose passion contribution and so on and, and how you can bring more of that into your life so really handy if you're thinking about making a change um, Seize the Yay by Sarah Davidson. Um, she uh, talks about how she went from being a lawyer to being a funpreneur, uh, started Match Maiden. Um, and it's just a beautiful story. Um, and she gives some really practical tips in, in her book. Um, and then the last one is The Desire Map by Danielle Laporta. And this is just a completely different way of thinking about goal setting and um, and she includes a workbook which is just really uh intense and thorough and you know is a great way I guess if you sort of are sitting on the fence of like should I make a change or shouldn't I or you're sitting on the fence and you're scared shitless <laughs> and you know your inner critic like mine is like telling you how shit you are um then to I guess think in a different way about how you can set your goals and what's really important to you, what you value in life and so on and so forth. Um, and just give you a bit of direction in terms of like which way you should go next, what those action steps that, you know, Beck, we've been talking about 
for so uh, for so much of this podcast, what those action steps can actually be for you. Love it. <laughs> let's, yes. just, let's just stick to those three. <laughs> yeah, I love those. I'm going to add those to my reading list. I, Danielle Laporte, like I'm aware of the concept and I've listened to her, some of her stuff and I've seen her speak and live and yeah, so I, um, but I haven't actually read the entire design map, but it is sitting in my bookshelf. So yeah, I do it. do it. it's a good, it's a great read. It's a great read. And yes. Kerry's book, Raw Beauty, is is also there's some like good, easy action steps at the end of each chapter. It's like a re- it's an easy read. At the end of each chapter, there's some questions that kind of get you thinking about things that you can do and actions that you can take. So, you know, those two in particular will really inspire you to take action if you are feeling stuck. And I wish I'd read them, you know, when I was in the depths of despair and you know sort of going oh my god I can't be here anymore but I don't know what to do I don't know how to take action you know totally (laughs) I have loved our chat so much I'm gonna link to all of to your website and your social media in the show notes um but you're at what on insta you're at uh slow coaching co on instagram um and then we're just at slowcoachingco.com that's our online home um yeah Amazing. It has been so wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much for being here, Nikki. Oh, Beck, thank you so much for um, inviting me on and letting me have a little chat about my story. And I hope that it um, inspires anybody who is in, in the position that you and I both were to take that leap or to take some action towards a more purposeful and more fulfilled life. Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day. Oh, 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 oh,